whenever I would go, um, James Ranger, obviously, like, he's, he's our pastor, and he's crazy, but he's our pastor, and I love the dude. Every time I would get up to talk at one of his church services, he would walk up to me, and he'd be like, all right, son, don't suck. That was always his pep talk for me. He hasn't had me back in two years. Right. I got you for 20 minutes. You guys know I could be lengthy with some of these talks, but we've had a theory when it comes to Sunday mornings for a little while, and uh, I haven't always done this well, but it's we want people to leave hungry. We don't want people to leave like, ugh, good God, if that could have been sh like 20 minutes shorter, you know? <laughs> So, you know, I don't always do that. Sometimes I do get pretty lengthy and things will happen and whatever. But the goal is that you are literally inspired, right? Like, I just want to know more. I want, I'm hungry. Like, give me more of that. Because if you leave hungry, then you might go chew up the Bible someday. You know what I'm saying? Right? Because this bad boy right here is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It penetrates, it says, to the point of dividing soul from spirit, bone from marrow. It says it judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And when you open this word, and when you're struggling, and I do every stinking day, right? Open this word and I'm struggling. It's like he lets me see a glimpse into myself and his love for me. And it takes the pain right out of the day. And it energizes me. I call it the power hour right? It's the power hour. It's the hour I get plugged in. And when I, when I do that, this morning I actually spent that time with Amy, and it was just like, even over just general conversation, just committing to the word and going through it, it just, it, it did energize me. So I want to be lengthy, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave you hungry. But I believe that some of the values that we're talking about and some of the points behind what we've been going through last week and this week, which I have to do a quick recap of last week, simply so that, that we, the stage is still set, right? The book of Esther is very similar to the book of Nehemiah. It's very similar to a number of different books. What ends up happening is the Jewish people get like outcasted or opposition happens. By the way, we love the Jews. Just making sure we're all on the same page here. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. You and I love the Jews. And I know there's a lot of Jewish jokes and stuff like that out there, but, um, but we are people that are about Israel. We are absolutely about whatever it is that the Scripture says, and the Scripture protects Israel. And God always protects his people, and we are actually those that are coming after the Jews, right? We're the, we're the, it's the Bible calls us adopted, right? <laughs> so, so we're adopted as sons and daughters, and the Jews are the actual biological children, right? And so we honor the Jews. People talk trash about the Jews. There's a certain scripture that says you can beat them up. Just kidding. It doesn't say that. <laughs> so the themes there, there's constantly this opposition that shows up against the Jewish people. Well, it happened. There were four characters, right? Four characters. 
Character numero uno was the king. The king was, was the man, right? He had the scepter. Hey, Esther, you can, you can come in, right? Remember, they, they, that's how it was. And they like lined up because the king, the king got sick of the queen, and he's like, you know, I think I need a new wife. Why don't you put about, oh, 100 really pretty girls in front of me? This is how they did it. And he's like, pretty cute. Not really digging your fingers. Yeah, you're really good looking, but more into brunettes. My bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm teasing, Katie. So, yeah, funky toes. You know what I'm talking about. He picks Esther. I know. And I'm pretty sure the king probably was. He picks Esther. So now Esther's his queen. He doesn't know Esther's a Jew. It didn't matter because she was pretty, right? Esther's in the king's court, and then opposition starts to happen. So you've got, you've got the king, and you've got Esther. It's the book of Esther. And you've got Mordecai, right? Mordecai was the uncle, kind of like the uncle dad of Esther. And Mordecai was tight, tight, tight with Esther, constantly giving Esther inside information. And God somehow let Mordecai experience little insights that ended up rescuing him and all kinds of people. So sometimes you're just positioned in the right place to hear the right thing, and then you can make the right move because you heard the right thing, right? And so that's kind of what was going down with Mordecai. And then the last character starts with an H. See if anybody remembers that was here last week. I knew you wouldn't. Haman. Haman, right? H-A-M-A-N. Haman. Haman was a prideful jerk. He was really close to the king, and he always got to be on the inside of the king's court. And he would go and he would tell all of his friends, he would be like, oh man, you know, I was with the king today, you know, and he said, yeah, he's like little finger on Game of Thrones if you watch that. So anyways, so He's like on the inside of the inside. He goes, he's like, hey, friends, um, you sh- I've, there's two scriptures actually in today's reading. Hey, friends, you should come over uh, and listen to my great stories that I have, you know, about sitting with the king and stuff like that. I'm actually really pretty cool. Um, so I- I'd like to tell you about that. It says that Haman was extremely prideful. And if anybody didn't like bow down, right? Who just thought of like Dub C? You did, huh? That's why you laughed. You girls wouldn't know Dub C. My fingers inadvertently, you just did a west side up here when I did bow down. When I come to your town. So Haman, prideful man, he ends up getting himself in trouble. He's walking by. Mordecai, Haman's walking by Mordecai, right? And everywhere that Haman walks, everybody's like, oh, what's up, Haman? Yeah, like, what's up, Haman? You know, they're like bowing down. And Mordecai like looks at him like, I'm bowing down to you. And it royally ticked him off to the point where he said, you know what? I'm exterminating the Jews. Haman and Hitler carried the same spirit. Haman and Hitler. 
So there goes on down the line. Well, Mordecai ended up overhearing something about how some people wanted to kill the king. He overhears this, and he's like, I need to get that word to Esther. Tells Esther. Esther goes, reports it to the king. Those people that were plotting to kill the king end up being killed, and Mordecai gets his name written down, right, in this book of record. Mordecai saved the king, right? This is all good information. So Mordecai saves the king. They would keep a book of records, like this happened, that happened, that happened, right? So I want to give you, so that's kind of like the backdrop of what we talked about last week, um, continuing to kind of move in that same line. There was a specific verse that I went over, and it was like a classic Esther verse. It's Esther 4.14. It says, if you remain silent. Now, Mordecai speaking to Esther, Esther's positioned. I want to mention every single one of you are positioned to do something. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Genuinely, you're positioned to do something. It could be for one. It could be for everyone. Right? You're positioned to do something. And so Mordecai's telling Esther, hey, Esther, you're in the king's court. You're like in with the king. And the Jews are going to be wiped out because Haman's a prideful jerk and he doesn't like me. And since I didn't bow down, he's going to wipe out all of us because the spirit of Hitler is alive in Haman. So now we've got this big problem going on. And so Mordecai then says, hey, don't, don't think that you're in the palace and you're safe because you're not safe just because you're in the palace. You're a Jew. And once that's discovered, you'll be wiped out too. And so I want to point out again, don't think that you're safe. Don't think that you're on the outside of, oh, it'll be okay. You know, when the, when the Antichrist shows up, I'll be fine. If you're fine when the Antichrist shows up, you're not fine. Tracking? All right. So now, Esther 4.14, Mordecai says, If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance is going to show up for the Jews. It's just not going to happen through you. But it's going to happen. God's going to use people to save people. He's either going to use you or he's going to use somebody in spite of you or instead of you. But every single one of us has a calling and is positioned, every single one of us. And so he says, maybe you've been brought into this position for such a time as this. Just say it with me. For such a time as this. One more time. For such a time as this. Maybe you're a senior in high school for such a time as this. Maybe you're a junior for such a time as this, right? Maybe you're at Liberty High School for such a time as this. It's like, there's a time going on right now. All right. I think I'm actually on track, Amy. What is happening to me? It's crazy. Thanks for my water. Oh, wow, we got cheers going up front. All right, so there's the... There's the positioning. That was almost a recap just of last week's conversation. However, today we're going to talk about mission. Mission. And you have to have a missional mindset. 
Say mindset. You have to set your mind on the mission. And you have to have a very important mission to set your mind on because if it's not very important to you, you're not going to give yourself to the mission. Right? If you put it down here, not really worthy. Put it up here. We're about to be wiped out, people. Right? That's worthy. Like if I knew we're going to be exterminated in about three days, guarantee you I'd get on my knees and start praying, which is exactly what Esther did. Esther, as the queen, said, all right, everybody, I'll read you the verse. It says, then Esther replied to Mordecai and said, go get everybody together. This is slightly paraphrased to keep you with me. I want you to fast for me. So Esther is saying, fast, don't eat, right, for her because she's the one positioned to go do this thing and she needs God's anointing to go get it done, right? So fast for me, don't eat or drink for three days and three nights. Does anybody know anything about how long you can go without water? How many? Three days. So she's saying, we're going to put ourselves in some pretty dang extreme circumstances here and suck it up, buttercup, right? And don't eat a peanut buttercup. Like, stay off the sauce. Don't drink anything. Don't eat anything. It's time to do business. Because we got to be about the business, right? We got to be about the mission. It's like mission time. It's like secret agent, man. It's like I'm the freaking lone survivor. You know what I'm talking about? The intensity of that moment where this is life or death. This is do or die. This is it. This is kill or be killed kind of times. And so now, that's exactly what's going down. She's fasting. She's not eating, not drinking. She's praying with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength because the mission is so imperative. It's interesting, though. You got to have a missional mindset. And I, I've got this little thing. I like, to, I like to do little sayings like this. Mountain-moving mission. You ever have a mountain that's so big and in the way that you just need God to move it, but it's too dang big? Never? Me neither. Mountain-moving mission. It's like, wow, yep, tied up in every bad thing that I can possibly think of. There's a mountain in front of me, and it needs to move, and I don't know how to do it, right? Mountain-moving mission, what happens is it combines the motion of man with the miracles of God. Mountain moving mission combines the motion of man with the miracles of God. I just want to point out, sometimes God just shows up and does a miracle, like boom, like you're healed, right? Other times though, and almost always when you look through the Bible, it's like Noah, right? Noah, he's going to build an ark. Hasn't rained in a long time, Noah, I think you're losing your mind, brother. Right? Noah's going to build it, though. He's going to build the ark. Everybody thought he was crazy until 40 days and 40 nights of rain, right? I mean, you just go on through the gamut. Uh, I can tell you Moses, you know, he had to put himself in motion. He had to quit running. He had to go into Pharaoh's deal. He had to grab his staff and say, let my people go, punk, right? He had to say it like that. He had to chuck the staff on the ground. He had to do all these different things. And he had a stuttering problem. He didn't feel equipped. He didn't feel like he could do it, but he, he had to go, you know. And his motion was imperative for the miracle to show up. So to get a million people out of Egypt, that's a big mountain. 
and it required Moses' motion, right, to get the people out of Egypt. And God didn't show up until Moses got his butt in motion. Mountain-moving mission requires the motion of man and the miracles of God. And so when you start going through, well, what does that look like? What does that actually look like? So Esther prays, fasts, does her thing. Very next thing Esther does is she throws a party. She puts on a banquet. And at the banquet, it says very clearly, there was a lot of wine drinking. Because when the king gets a little sauced, he gets happy. And when Haman gets a little sauced, he talks trash. So they put on a banquet. Esther's motion was, number one, to pray and to fast and to be desperate. And number two, it was to put on a banquet. And so that banquet draws the king in, right? Draws Haman in. All the intercession takes place. It says, you know, they, uh, they drank their wine at the banquet. And after they drank their wine, see how I'm like bobbling my head, they drank their wine. Then the king looks at Esther and goes, hey, hot stuff. What do you want from me? I'll give you anything you want up to half the kingdom. I don't know. It might be the wine talking. You know about the people that have the wine talking? I happen to own a bar. And last night, there were people that were talking through wine. I could think of at least 30 that were like, hey, what time's church tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, bro, you're not coming. <laughs> like, I didn't actually say that. I'm a, this is the wine talking. Like, you hear it? Like, the wine's talking right now. They're not going to be there. So, it's funny, though, right? Like, when the wine starts talking, it's like, I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm being merry. You know, that's what it does. And so he's going to give half the kingdom away. And so then Haman, remember, he's prideful. He takes off. He leaves. It says he went that day. He was glad. He was pleased of heart. He said, but then he walked by, and Haman saw Mordecai again. And, he, and Mordecai didn't stand up and tremble. It actually says that before him. Didn't stand up and tremble. So then Haman was filled with anger. Mordecai, bow down, right? And he's not going to do it. So then Haman controlled himself because he was such a self-controlled person. This is what the scripture says. He says he went to his house, and then he sent for his friends and his wife. And he, he recounted to them the glory of his riches. It's like, I'm the man, baby. I got all kinds of sons, he says. And, you know, all these different times, the king blows me up, man. He magnifies me, gives me shout-outs on Instagram and stuff. And he's like, you know, he promoted me. I mean, he promoted me. I'm like literally like the number two in the kingdom right now, you know. I just wanted to remind you guys of that. I did tell you yesterday, but I'm going to tell you again today. And even Queen Esther, like she invited me to come to the banquet and nobody else. Like, yeah. But this guy Mordecai, he's not bowing down to me. I'm not down with that. And so the wife says, you know, you should build a gallows, you know, like construct this gallows and then let's hang him. 
Let's hang him on the gallows. Haman, he's gonna got his plan going, you know. His pride's all big. Everybody's got to bow down to the man, hey man, you know. So that the king then, he has a rough night. Are you ready for this? This is where the miracle shows up. Motion happened with Esther. Miracle shows up right now. Anybody uh, ever have a sleepless night? Yeah, yeah, me too. They happen a lot. Sometimes when they happen, like God uses those times. It's weird. Actually, I texted you at 4.30 this morning because I woke up and I'm like, I was all, oh, no, 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 there. <laughs> Sent it off, I'm like, back to sleep, <laughs> right? But sometimes you just got to do it. And something happens, God said it, do it. Go back to sleep. So during the night, this is chapter six, I've fast forwarded through six chapters and that whole discourse, right? So during that night, the king could not sleep, so he gave order to bring the book of records, all the chronicles, and he had them read before. So that poor sucker, right, he walks in, king's like, he's not going to read it himself, but he has to stand there and read it to the king. Yeah, so on such and such date, this thing happened, and um, yeah, that was nice. And on that date, then this happened, and um, so... Yeah, and then that one time, that guy Mordecai, he saved you, and um, yeah, and then, and the king's like, what, what? Mordecai saved you? Oh, I need to honor Mordecai, the king says. Haman's trying to kill Mordecai. The king can't sleep. He hears Mordecai saved him. Now he needs to honor him. It's getting good, huh? I get chills, actually. That's a miraculous moment. So he asks, well, what's been done for Mordecai? And the guy says, nothing. And he says, who's around right now? And then the guy says, well, Haman. Tell Haman to come here. So Haman walks in. And, and then the plan got flipped. It's really crazy. So Haman walks in, and then he's hoping to hang Mordecai by the gallows that day. And the king says, Haman, what would you do for somebody that saved the king? And he said, man, I would get the purple robe, I'd get the crown, I'd get the best horse, and I'd have somebody parade him all around town and say, this is what happens when you save the king. Got the horse, tracking, right? He's thinking that he's the one the king's going to honor. His pride completely got in the way. Proverbs says pride comes before destruction. So he says, that, that's a great plan, Haman. Go get Mordecai and do everything you just said. And don't hold back anything. Make sure you do it exactly as you said. <laughs> Plan flip. Plot twist. Uh-oh. So he does. Parades him around. Can you imagine the humiliation? Sorry, even a humble person might be humbled by that. But a proud person? He's blushing. He didn't look like 
well, he was already kind of a red man, so he's, he's I mean, he's definitely Middle Eastern. So, anyway, no more jokes like that. He was redder. He was more red than before. So, just don't want to miss any of these little tidbits. Here's the deal. When God is for you, and you need to know God is for you, he's for you when you are for him. But when you are for you, God is not for you. You can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. God knows what you need, and you can't get what you want. And when you get everything you want, Kenny posted something about this recently. It's like, if you're for you, God's not for you. When you're, he still loves you, and he'll save you, and he'll spank your butt. I mean, just like a good dad would. It'd be like, nope, 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 course correction time, whap, left butt cheek. That doesn't work, right butt cheek, right? You'll get a bunch of corrections until you get on track. Because he loves you so much that he's going to keep you there. I'm grateful for when misery shows up that guides me back to Jesus. All right? So, if God is for you, nothing literally can be against you. And so you got to be for him. you got to turn to him. you got to trust in him. you got to move in that way. So then, Esther goes... Before the king throws another banquet, so now Esther's motion, right, is happening. Mordecai's motion's happening. God's miracle's showing up. Things are starting to change. And says, now the king and Haman, they get together to drink their wine with Esther the queen. It says, the king said to Esther the second day as they were drinking their wine, right, on the second banquet day, the queen, or what is it that you need from me? Again, up to half the kingdom. And the queen then answers and says, if I found favor in your sight, O king, then please, I'm petitioning you, do not destroy my people. Because somebody's trying to destroy my people. The spirit of Hitler is trying to destroy my people. So please don't destroy my people. And he says, we'll be slaves. She says, we'll be slaves. We'll do anything. Just don't wipe us off the face of this earth. And then the king says, who would do that? Who would seek to destroy you and your people. And then she gets to, remember, kill or be killed. She points at Haman, who's sitting right there. And she says, a foe and an enemy is this wicked Haman right here. Haman, it says, became terrified, though the red man turned white. Like a ghost. He got completely put on blast. Can you imagine sitting with the king, the queen, put on blast? And then the king storms out. He's out walking in the garden, trying to smell roses and stuff to make himself not mad. And he comes back and he's a little calmer. But what he finds is he finds Haman like falling on Esther, like, don't kill me. He's like, now you're going to try to hook up with my wife? Oh, you're dead, sucker. 
walks over, leans against the, trying to figure out what to do. He sees a gallows. Oh, dang. Grabs a pillowcase, lights out Haman, bags him. Hangs him on the gallows that he intended to destroy God's people with. Plan flip, plot twist. Crazy. I can tell you in my Christian life and walk without, I don't want any of you to read too deep into what I'm about to say, but I've had many enemies try to stop the anointing that God has placed on me and my family and my tribe. And we just sat back, plan flip, plot twist, took a couple years, light wins. And anything that masquerades like light, it'll get exposed. So, that's that. Mountain moving mission combines the motion of man with the miracles of God. And I want you to begin to think of yourself as a missionary to your neighbors everywhere you go. My Uncle Johnny Rivers, I have three cousins from Uncle Johnny Rivers. He wrote and sang the song, Secret Agent Man. Legit, that's my actual uncle. I always loved that song because of the guitar riff, obviously. It was awesome. When we get it into our minds that we are literally agents sent to businesses, towns, doesn't it just make you feel incredibly much so like a Navy SEAL, or is that just me? Just kidding. It's like, I need to know I'm on a mission, and that that mission matters, and that people's lives get rescued because of what it is that God's placed inside me. And he's not just placed it in me, he's placed it in you, the Holy Spirit of the living God. The same spirit that caused Jesus to rise from the dead that abides inside of the weak and the broken and the people that other people want to not have around. And that's us. We're chosen people. Peter says a royal priesthood. Every single one of us, priests and kings. Kings, you got to live like a king. Just not like Haman. Jesus, whatever you got for this group, whatever you have for our future, we want to honor you, and we want you to be lifted high. We humble ourselves before you. I pray that you would bless. There's so many that are connected that aren't even here yet, but bless. Bring us to a place where it is known that it's not by our own hand that we did anything great, but because your hand is absolutely upon each one of us. Move and do something great. We just want to follow you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. That was fun to share that. That was really fun. Um, that's a wrap. <laughs> I think uh, we got a lot of work to do, y'all. We really do. It's good, though. It's good work. And I don't want this just to be a Sunday-to-Sunday adventure. We say that all the time. So you got to be about the family business. And whatever the Lord's putting on your heart to do, take those moves. Invite people here. You can invite people here. Um, once we get this children's church thing locked down, then we'll publicly say that the church is reopened. Um, yeah. Okay. I so wish you had this microphone. <laughs> um, you said Tuesday and Wednesday. Steve said 8 o'clock is when he wants to be there, so we'll make that happen. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's work days going on. So if anybody has time, just... Um, let us know. I'll shoot out. Oh, by the way, we have the text group, and it's a mass text group, but it looks like it's coming directly from Amy and I. It is. We're writing the text, but it's going to, I think there's like 40 people in it now. won't be long, and there will be 100, right? So um, what you need to do is you need to text this number because it's too hard for us to, one, people this day and age don't check their email like they used to. Um, Social is not the best way to get immediate messages out. Texting is. And so this way we don't have to manage a bunch of text groups. So if you haven't done this and you want to be in this, please take out your phone really quick. Text the number 760-360-388-760-388. 7495 and text the word church. We have a bunch of different groups, so just text the word church. And then anytime we're doing anything like a work day or those types of things, we're going to throw that out just as reminders. So 760 388 7495. And if anybody wants to be connected to the church, share that number with them and that'll immediately get them connected. Make sense? All right, love y'all. We're off to work now. I got to sand a ceiling today, so freaking Amy's like a king slave driver. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, we love you guys. Hang out and visit if you want.